Hello, this is Mrs. Bedard speaking, and welcome to episode four of Mrs. Bedard Teaches English Through a Podcast. I think I'm finally getting the hang of this podcasting gig, so uh, fasten your seatbelts. Today's episode is uh, focusing on the review of literary analysis framework. Uh, This is really just a refresher. We've been talking about literary analysis framework for quite a few number of weeks, especially prior to the March break. So what I wanted to do as we are preparing for uh, the writing strand tasks is just do a quick review of the qualities and the elements to literary analysis framework. Again, as always, listening to this podcast is optional, uh, but encouraged if you're looking for just a little bit of extra information as we go. Okay, so we're on the first slide, review of literary analysis framework. ENG4UO, Mrs. Bedard, next slide. Quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about what makes a thesis arguable. Um, We're going to be talking about how we use a thematic statement as a thesis. We're going to spend some time talking about controlling ideas and the difference between controlling ideas and points. This was definitely a concern for a lot of the reading strand summatives, the think alouds or the annotations that I read. We're also then going to look at some suggestions, some strategies for good point proof analysis, and then just a quick overview of doing the lenses. A lot of this, as you're going to see, is review. This is stuff that you've been talking about, you've been learning about since likely grade nine English. Um, So this is more of just like helpful reminders, some good housekeeping tips as you move on to this week's practice tasks. Next slide. So let's quickly talk about what makes a thesis arguable. We've been talking before in class about how a thesis, a good clear thesis is an absolutely necessary element to any kind of literary analysis, because without an arguable thesis, you actually don't have an argument. And this was problematic on a lot of those annotations and think alouds is that a lot of the thesis statements that I was seeing for those tasks weren't actually arguments, they were observations. Remember the difference between an observation and an argument. An observation is something that you are seeing in the text. You are noticing that something is happening. You are observing that there is this idea being explored. That observation is a fact, okay? It's not actually an argument. Because you're seeing it makes it an observation. We must take that observation one step further to try to develop an argument or an interpretation about that observation. So the easiest way to do this is to ask yourself some questions. First being, what is this observation trying to communicate to me? If I'm noticing that Pi is spending a lot of time questioning his uh, relationship with God, then what is that trying to communicate to me on a deeper level? Why is it important for me to understand, to recognize that Pi is questioning his relationship with God or his, his, his own spirituality as he's trapped on this boat? Ultimately, why should the reader care? What, what should we be learning and taking away from that exploration? It's not enough to simply say Pi explores his or questions his spirituality while trapped on the boat with Richard Parker. That is an observation. In order to take that observation further, we have to ask ourselves those questions. Answering those questions will lead to an arguable interpretation about the text because you've been able to determine a possible reason, a possible deeper message about your observation. Ultimately, you can put your thesis statements through what I call like the arguability test as to whether or not your thesis statement is actually arguable by seeing if someone could disagree with you. Could someone disagree with your observation? Could someone say, no, actually, I believe this as compared to what you've said? 
You cannot disagree with an observation. So if someone looks at your thesis statement and says, yep, that's true, or yep, that's what happens, then you know you don't have an argument, you only have an observation. Like I said, this was one of the biggest issues with those reading strand summatives was the fact that a lot of thesis statements weren't truly arguable. And like always, I'm always available for conferencing about thesis statements. And I actually strongly encourage it because it's a good way to make sure you're off to uh, a good start when you're developing any type of literary analysis. Next slide. We've talked briefly before as well about um, how the easiest way to start developing a thesis statement is to go with theme, okay? Theme is all always arguable because of our lived experiences. We've been talking about that. Our lived experiences are totally different and the way that I interpret a text based on my lived experiences is going to be completely different than the way that all of you interpret a text based on your lived experiences, okay? Thematic statements are an expression of an interpretation about a theme. We know that a theme is not um, like we have thematic topics, which are single word categories like love, friendship, trust, religion, spirituality, uh, struggle, sacrifice, all of those things are thematic topics. That thematic statement is the interpretation about spirituality or sacrifice or dishonesty or deception or whatever the thematic topic is. Thematic statements are automatically arguable because they are one person's interpretation of theme, right? The way that I'm interpreting the theme of growth versus adversity in Life of Pi is going to be different than the way someone else interprets that. So my thematic statement that I develop about, you know, this topic of growth through adversity is already an arguable idea. Someone else's interpretation could di differ. Therefore, I strongly, strongly recommend developing a strong thematic statement as your thesis statement when it comes to doing any type of literary analysis. Thematic essays are much are easier to develop a clear organization and framework for than a character-based essay or a cause and effect essay or something else, okay? There are notes about thesis statements and thematic statements already posted to Google Classroom, and we've sort of briefly touched upon those before March break, so I would strongly encourage you to review them. But if it was me, the first thing that I would be doing to develop a good, clear thesis statement is to be developing a good, clear thematic statement. Next slide. So let's spend some time now talking about uh, controlling ideas. Controlling ideas was another area of concern with uh, the reading strand summatives that were submitted before the March break, mainly because I'm not necessarily 100% convinced that everyone understands what controlling ideas are. Okay, so let's just quickly review. Controlling ideas are sub-arguments of your thesis. Okay. You have this thesis that you've developed uh, that is an overall argument about the text that you are going to attempt to prove in an essay or in some sort of critical writing. Okay. Therefore, you need a way to then better organize or structure the rest of your analysis in a way that's easy for the person reading your essay to understand. Controlling ideas are those ways that we further... Um, break down and organize our analysis and our ideas about a text, okay? Controlling ideas group together similar points proofs analysis to make an argument about the text in a more organized and clear manner. They're the ways, the larger ways in which you're going to explore this argument. What, how I had been explaining that before the March break was simply that if you have to write a five paragraph essay, you have one paragraph that's your intro and one paragraph that's a conclusion. That leaves three body paragraphs. 
that leaves three different controlling ideas. Each paragraph will focus on one controlling idea and one to three points proof and analysis would be appropriate for each of those controlling ideas. Okay. So the controlling idea I want you to think about as sort of this sub argument or this, this branch off of the thesis, but ultimately they're the different ways, the different topics that you're going to focus on to further explore and prove the thesis statement. Next slide. But I want to make it clear because this was an obvious point of confusion when it came to the reading strand summatives. Controlling ideas and points are not the same thing, okay? If you are deciding to only explore a controlling idea with one point proof and analysis, you cannot substitute the controlling idea as that point. They are not interchangeable, okay? Let's look at this framework. And again, this framework is already posted to Google Classroom in the literary essay framework note. So I would strongly recommend reviewing it. But you have the thesis, which is the overall argument you are attempting to prove through the entire essay. You then have the controlling idea. That is the, you know, the different breakdowns of how you're going to prove that thesis, those categories that you're going to look at to further prove the thesis. And the points are then the further specific ideas for each controlling idea that you're going to look at, okay? Controlling ideas cannot be the same thing as your points. Your points have to be a more specific breakdown or a more specific example of each controlling idea. And altogether, the controlling ideas and the points work side by side to prove the overall thesis, okay? You cannot use them interchangeably. Controlling ideas are separate from points. So look at it as that progressive breakdown. Thesis gets broken down into more specific ideas, which are your controlling ideas. And then each controlling idea is broken down into more specific ideas and examples with points, proof, and analysis. Next slide. Some general suggestions for point proof and analysis. You guys are all familiar with this system, this, this system for literary analysis. You should be. It's a system that you've likely been practicing since grade nine. But here are just some general good tips that um, I'd like to offer you based on me having read and marked and returned your reading strand summatives to you. So first, like we've just been speaking about when it comes to controlling ideas, make sure that your points are specific extensions of the controlling ideas focus. So they are specific examples or demonstrations of the controlling idea. So if you've chosen something as your controlling idea, like as a character, you're looking at a specific character, then your points are then specific ideas about that character that relate to the controlling idea that therefore prove the overall thesis, okay? Like we've been saying, controlling ideas and points are not interchangeable. Points are an extension of the controlling idea. When you're looking at evidence, make sure that you are choosing the quotation that best demonstrates the point, okay? And you should be modifying that quotation in terms of its formatting as needed, okay? There is absolutely no need to be providing this super long 18-line quotation unless absolutely everything is necessary. You can't modify any of it. If you're unsure of proper MLA formatting or modifications to quotations in terms of its formatting, please use Purdue OWL. We've been looking at that website and I can post a link to it as well, but it will show you the different ways that you can be adjusting the formatting to best suit uh, the needs of different quotations in your writing. Okay. The last 
point that we're going to look at, last tip, is looking at analysis as an exercise of critical thinking, not as plot summary. And that was a big piece of feedback that I gave to a lot of people on the Reading Strand Summative. And we're going to spend a couple slides looking at it. Next slide. So here's an example that I've developed about um, from using a perfect day for banana fish, you're reading summative text as an example. This example shows the difference between analysis that is critical thinking and analysis that is plot summary or what I call plot discussion. A lot of you got that feedback on your reading task summatives um, that the analysis was not actually critical thinking, it was plot summary or plot discussion. Here is an example of what I mean by that. Okay, so we have a point that says Seymour Glass uses the metaphor of the banana fish to express his disgust with society. Okay, we have an example of a proof and the quotation being, well, they swim into a hole where there's a lot of bananas. They're very ordinary looking fish when they swim in, but once they get in, they behave like pigs. Salinger, page eight. Okay, the, I want to read the plot summary discussion analysis first. Okay, so this is an example of analysis that is not actually explaining an argument. And it says, Seymour is disgusted with society as he describes the banana fish as pigs. He does this because he is frustrated that people do not care about the horrific realities of war. The story of the banana fish is Seymour revealing his disgust while trying to caution Sybil about valuing materialism. Seymour does not want Sybil to become like her parents. Now, if you notice this analysis here, it's really focused on the plot and it's really focused on what the quotation itself is saying. This analysis does not offer an explanation of how this idea explores the thesis. There's actually no mention of an overall argument. There's no mention of a connection to a controlling idea. There's no mention or explanation of the bigger uh, idea that this example proves. But if we turn and look at the analysis, uh, that's an example of critical thinking, it says, Seymour's disgust with society is demonstrated with the word pigs. This evokes the image of a gluttonous consuming machine that is never satisfied. If the reader further interprets the story of the banana fish to be Seymour's views about the rise of consumerism, one comes to understand that consumerism is the ultimate ruin of humanity, which further communicates to the reader the misplaced values in society the author is attempting to explore. Now, you should hopefully see an obvious difference in this analysis compared to the one that's more plot focused. The plot focused one is really looking at the specifics of the story. But this critical thinking analysis is looking at the ideas the, the story is attempting to explore. Okay, It uses examples from this specific quotation, pulling out the word pigs, but then offers an interpretation that it evokes this particular image that is meant to communicate a message to the reader. Okay. It further explores some of the concepts there, the interpretation of the banana fish story, but it's connecting it to a clear argument about the rise of consumerism and ultimately connects it to the thesis. Consumerism is the ultimate ruin of humanity. Okay. This critical thinking is offering an interpretation and attempting to pose an argument where the plot summary and discussion analysis is really just focused on explaining the nitty gritty of the actual plot and what happens in the story. Next slide. So I've broken it down more clearly in this side-by-side -side comparison. When you are demonstrating critical thinking in your analysis, you are not summarizing or attempting to explain the story. You are also not attempting to explain what the quotation means. You do not need to translate the quotation or explain what happens in the story. Instead, you should be focusing on supporting the thesis. And in this case, it's that consumerism is the ruin of humanity. 
Okay. It identifies aspects of the quotation that, ex that support the argument, but they're not summarizing them or recapping or restating what happens, but highlighting those key ideas and explaining how they support the argument. Ultimately, critical thinking explains how or why the argument is proven through this example. In comparison, plot summary or discussion analysis that is focused on plot focuses on explaining what the quotation is saying, okay? explores those observations in more detail. So in this case, it's that Seymour doesn't want Sybil to become her parents. The banana fish story is Seymour revealing his disgust with materialism. That's just restating what we're observing and what we're learning from the text in terms of the plot, or what we come to understand is happening to the characters and in their relationships. It's not actually an argument that we're, we can prove. It's fact. It doesn't make any connection to a thesis and it doesn't explain how the thesis is proven. Hopefully this has made this a little bit more clear to you, but if you have any questions specifically about this, make sure that you're reaching out to me for extra help and support. I really would love for everyone to have a stronger understanding of the difference between this and aiming to have stronger and clearer critical thinking in all of our analysis moving forward. Next slide. So just a little quick reminder that you should be using the lenses to guide your analysis of at, especially for this first pra practice task. You want to be using the lens as the platform from which you develop the thesis. So we've been thinking of the lenses as sort of a filter that we look, look at through the text. So it's like we're looking, we're putting this lens in between us and the text and looking at the story for these particular qualities of the different lenses. So make sure that you're doing that. And ultimately, I should be seeing thesis statements that are developed around one of the four lenses that we're, we've been looking at. I should be able to clearly recognize based on your thesis statement that you, that you are uh, looking at and exploring further, I should be able to tell what lens you've used as the basis. Okay, next slide. So next slide is just uh, this week's practice assignment. And if you have a few extra minutes, um, I would love to be able to review this assignment with you now, just to make sure that you fully understand what it is that you is expected of you. So if you're good with the assignment and you're ready to uh, move on and you don't need any extra uh, explanation as to what to do, you can stop the podcast here. And it was great for you to listen this far. If you want extra information about the uh, assignment, continue listening because I'm going to pull the assignment up on my screen and I'll go through the details with you more specifically. Okay, so my assignment is up on the screen. It's ENG 4UO Writing Strand Literary Analysis Framework Practice. Here are your learning goals for this particular task. Definitely further developing our knowledge of the critical lenses for literary analysis. It's been a while since we looked at those specifically, so it would be good to get some practice considering that is the focus of the course. It's another opportunity to use your critical thinking to develop an argument about the text and to use evidence to support your interpretations. That is the basis of literary analysis, so this is another opportunity to sort of get back into the, that routine and sort of dust the rust off of those skills. Communicating your ideas effectively with clarity, confidence, and fluency. So making sure that the um, you're building confidence in your written expression, building confidence in your written analysis, and making sure that you understand the literary analysis framework, the thesis controlling idea point proof analysis framework, and being able to apply that to a task. Okay. So what you are being asked to do for this assignment this week is to develop a literary analysis framework for Life of Pi. 
you're going to use one of the critical lenses as a focal point. So pick one of the four that we've been looking at as a class, and you're going to develop a thesis statement about the text. Again, like I suggest, you should be developing that about based on theme. So look at theme through one of the lenses and develop a thematic statement that you can use as a thesis statement for this task. Okay. I am specifically in this task looking for three things. One, I'm looking for an identified thesis, which would in this case be a thematic statement about the novel as seen through one of the four lenses, critical lenses for literary analysis we've been using for our study so far this semester. A clearly identified thesis, okay? The next thing I'm looking for are three clearly identified controlling ideas that you would use to further explore and prove that thesis statement. Then for one of those controlling ideas, you're going to write one point proof analysis, okay? So let me be clear. One thesis statement, three controlling ideas, and then for one of those three controlling ideas, you have to do one point proof analysis, okay? The thesis and controlling ideas can be outlined as point form notes, okay? I don't care how you format it. I'm not looking for a specific template. I'm not looking for the actual essay. You can use the um, essay map outlines that I've provided for you on Google Classroom. You can just do it as, you know, the, your own planning document. However, that looks is fine. Thesis and controlling ideas can be point form notes, but I want the point proof analysis written in full sentences so that I can give you more meaningful feedback, okay? First, it's really good practice to kind of get back in that habit of literary writing, but it also gives me a chance to sort of offer you more concrete feedback on your writing, on your written expression, on your critical thinking, all those things that we would be looking for if I was marking one of your essays, okay? A helpful suggestion that I have for you might be to provide me a little bit of like contextual information about how you developed your thesis and how you developed your controlling ideas, just to better help me understand your intention with, with what it is you're developing. So the suggestion I'm giving here is imagine that you and I were sitting in a conference and you handed me what you got and you're asking for feedback on it. And imagine I'm looking at it and I'm like, uh, what does that mean? What do you, what were you trying to say here? What, what do you mean by that? If you can already sort of in advance provide me with that contextual information, well, when I said that like spirituality is a fluid concept, this is what I meant. And just a few quick point form notes about that, that would be extra helpful for me because then I can, I don't have to go back to you and, you know, ask for clarification. I've already got that clarification there and I can give you more helpful feedback already. Okay. If you're not able to do that, that's fine. That's just a helpful suggestion for me so that we can sort of streamline this process. But I will give you feedback on any information that you provide to me, okay? So again, let's recap. Thesis statement about Life of Pi. It's gonna be a thesis statement that is based on a theme and you're using one of the lenses to develop that further, okay? Once you have that thesis statement, you are identifying three controlling ideas that you would potentially be you know, writing an essay, each body paragraph of an essay about, okay? And then for one of those three controlling ideas, you're developing a point proof analysis, and then you're going to write that out in full sentences so that I can give you meaningful feedback. Okay. When you're done, you're going to submit this to me on Google Classroom, and then you have the option of posting your document to a discussion thread on Google Classroom so that you can get peer feedback if you would like it as well. For this assignment, I've given you some success criteria. 
Uh, I didn't for the personal narrative writing feedback because I wanted that to be more of a creative, fun practice activity. But given that we are a little bit more familiar with literary analysis and the the goals and the intentions of what, what we're doing when we're writing an essay, I wanted to give you some things to kind of keep in mind that I'll be looking for, <clears throat> excuse me, when I give you feedback on your uh, literary analysis framework, okay? So first, I'm looking for a critical lens. I'm looking for a clearly identifiable critical lens through your thesis statement. I'm looking for a thesis that is arguable and is a clear interpretation about one of the story's themes, okay? I'm looking to make sure that your controlling ideas are clear sub-arguments of that thesis, that they are a further demonstration of that thesis argument, that they are going to allow you to organize your ideas in a clear manner, and I'm ultimately making sure that you understand what a controlling idea is, okay? I'm also gonna be looking at your point proof analysis to make sure it's clear that it's a detailed exploration of the controlling idea, that it has a properly cited quotation, okay? But I'm looking for that point being a, further, a specific example of the controlling idea and the quotation that's chosen is a good quotation to support it. I'm then going to look specifically at the analysis. I'm looking for the demonstration of critical thinking in that analysis. I'm looking to make sure that it explains how the point and the proof show the controlling idea, how it connects to the thesis. And I'm looking for critical thinking, not plot summary or plot discussion. Okay. Overall as well, I'll be editing just very quickly, briefly for language. And as long as the language errors don't interfere with communication, there's not like a whole lot of problems and I can't understand what you're writing, you should be good. Okay, I'm going to give you feedback on this criteria and I'm going to give you as I have been a would be grade. And this is sort of our range for our would be grades being, uh, you know, level one to level four. Okay, this task is due on Friday, May 1st by 3 p.m. And as I've been saying with your other assignments, should you require extra time? please take it. If you can give me a heads up as to how much extra time you will be taking, that's fine. But given the circumstances and the obstacles and the challenges we are all facing individually and collectively as we navigate COVID-19, we I recognize that everyone needs a little bit of a extra grace and a little bit of just patience with one another. So whatever extra time you need to take, feel free to take it and just keep me updated. As always, if you've got questions, please email me. I will do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. Um, and I hope you are all staying safe and well. I miss seeing each of you every day. I miss our conversations. I miss having our class full of energy and excitement and enthusiasm about our learning, but I'm hopeful that we will return to some sense of normalcy sooner than later. Stay well, and I'll talk with you soon.